Welcome to the Paradigm Shift on 4ZZZ 102.1, where we challenge the assumptions of our current society to resist oppression and investigate alternative ways of living for a world based on justice, solidarity, and sustainability. Welcome everyone to the Paradigm Shift. This is Ian. Today's show we're talking about Chile again. It's a follow-up on last week. Pots and pans rang out across Brisbane Square in front of the casino, sounding out people's dissatisfaction with the turn of events that occurred in Chile in recent weeks. And Chile, of course, is a country like Australia. It's got a big middle class and is often used as a model of economic reform for the Americas. Yet now it has erupted into mass demonstrations. There was looting on the streets as a direct result of economic inequality and state repression. The poor have run out of choices. This is Suena con Sepientes by Jumping Fences.
that was Jumping Fences with Suena Concipientes, inspired by Cuban Travador Silvio Rodriguez. And it's thinking of all my friends in struggle, struggles with cancer, personal struggles or struggle for a better world. The serpents keep coming. So we're going to go back now to one of the organisers of the Chile Solidarity Rally, which was called uh, Chile Despierto, and this is Jari. So have a listen to what she had to say about the solidarity demonstrations that we've seen on the streets of Brisbane and elsewhere. Okay, could we start by you introducing yourself? Okay, so my name is Yari, and I am one of the representatives of Chile Despierto in Brisbane, or Chile Woke Up, as it translates in English. What sort of things have you been focusing on in, since you had your a demonstration last week in solidarity with uh, the protests in Chile? So the things that we have been facing, focusing on is basically what is currently happening in well, with our families and the general population of Chile back home. The situation has escalated rather rapidly and, you know, given that there is a 13-hour difference between at least Brisbane, Australia and Santiago, Chile and the rest of the country, it's constantly changing. Um, but our focus at the moment at the mo- um, is trying to um, get uh, a spread awareness, basically, with the Australian community about what is not only happening in Chile and the reasons behind it, given that mainstream media particularly um, has been demonstrating representing the Chilean populace as vandals and um, you know you know general just criminal behavior when it's not necess- when it's not the case um, this is a, something that has gone you know for over 30 to 40 years of you know neoliberal policies and consecutive governments since the dictatorship of Pinochet um, you know basically exploiting the people and the people are basically saying enough and they are passively resisting. Um, our objective here in Australia is not only spreading awareness of what is happening and actually correcting mainstream media, it is also to show solidarity and friends back home um, to gather the Chilean community together to also denounce and highlight the human rights issues and abuses that are currently occurring by both military and state police. The military has since been removed from the streets, but there has been no accountability in terms of the... Uh, administration, Pinera himself or Chadwick, and any accountability for any of the um, police for the abuses that have happened or occurred. Um, You know, currently Amnesty International and the United Nations are doing investigations, but um, there is no, like the state still refuses to acknowledge any of the abuses that have happened, and the numbers are very small in comparison to what is happening in reality. So that's more or less, I guess, where our angle and where we're heading in this sort of stuff. Um, I listened closely to your speech at the rally last week and, yes. um, and you read out a list of demands and one of the demands yes. was that the Chilean government call off the APEC summit that was due to be held in Santiago and also yes. uh, there's a climate change conference, I believe, an international event that was due to be called. Now, in subsequent events, the President Pinera, he actually was the one who called off those uh, yes. those, those things. Now, what's happening there? What What's going on there? Um, well, look, this is not 
opinion of the organization or the group of, of people I but my personal opinion on the matter is Look, a lot of um, France had announced a few weeks ahead that they refused to engage with um, any discussions, whether with APEC or the OP25, which are the environmental climate change discussions, um, because of the abhorrent um, abuses that were happening by the state. Um, and, you know, because if you look at one of the objectives and one of the talking points of the meetings, it was about um, women's rights, not necessarily women's rights, but, you know, engaging women in, in STEM research and, like, in enhancing in techno um, environmental technologies to, um, you know, advance that sort of economic, you know, those sort of discussions that are having. And one of the main talking points was women in STEM research, um, STEM research and STEM work and, you know, promoting that sort of area, which is kind of, uh, I wouldn't say ironic is the right word, but it's just a bit, you know, um, a slap in the face considering uh, a large number of women and men, by, for that matter, have been actually raped by military police and, you know, um, incessantly repressed and beaten and beaten and bludgeoned by... Um, you know, police force. And so to say that we are going to have such discussions on an um, international platform is actually quite, um, I don't know, it's just a bit of a irony and it's just like, how can you talk about such matters when this is when you actually, like, on face value, when the reality is you can't even respect the most basic of human rights to your own people. Um, and given that social media has been such a, I guess a weapon for the populace because the media in Chile is not really showing what's actually happening. There's a lot of montages, there's a lot of fake news, as it says, like, you know, police officers dressed up as civilians, torching subways, um, ransacking, uh, what do you call it, shops as well, or telling the people to loot the stores. Like, there's, there's lots of evidence on social media saying that this is what's happening and they're blaming the people for doing that. Um, and I think given that also Putin said that he was not going to go to the talks, I think Pinera basically rather has said that he would cancel the event given to what's happening rather than face the actual embarrassment that because of the human rights atrocities that are occurring, um, you know, he'd rather say, oh, he cancelled the event than rather be rec internationally recognised as someone that is not only abusing his power, given that the con current constitution in Chile allows him to exert military force, be given of the, you know, the predecessing of um, Pinochet, um, the Pinochet dictatorship, he's actually abusing it as well. Like, he's missed, like, he's, he at first declared a state of emergency and put the military on the street, um, and then he's like, oh, actually, no, we're at war. So he actually is not even following the protocol of the Constitution that is in place, given all its flaws. He's actually misappropriately using that as well. And I think, well, one of the reasons we said we cannot have, you know, um, talks on an international level on human the progress of humanity and, you know, quote, while well, all this is happening. So my personal opinion is that... Um, given his personality, he rather, you know, say he cancelled the party than actually face the shame of, you know, he the international community is actually condemning the actions and how he's actually handling the matter at hand, and therefore just cancel. But that's my personal opinion. At the rally, right. at the rally, um, one of the speakers that came forward uh, said in Spanish to the rally that he was a former member of the army, and yes. and uh, he. Uh, he looked a bit uncomfortable and he was, I, I think he, he 
he felt the discomfort from the crowd as well because some people immediately started chanting uh, about Allende. And, um, but then he, he warned that there was a possibility, a real possibility, that the, uh, the Constitution would be suspended altogether and the military would take over, as happened in 1973. Now, I noticed as he left the, pla- the speaking area, he was approached by uh, one of the, the Chile- Chileans who was in solidarity with the people and um, he brushed him aside and told him he didn't want to talk to him, even though the, the man was trying to be, you know, engaged with him about what was, was a very serious matter that he'd just said, that the possibility of far more blood on the streets where the, the military take over, uh, the history is plain for everyone to see. Um, how, how, do you, how do you respond to that, that the demonstration took that strange turn? Um, yes, look, we had not foreseen that um, so, uh, he would mention or let alone someone would come and say mention such a thing because we made it very clear from the get-go that it was about a demonstration about solidarity and, you know, denouncing the actions that are currently ha- currently undertaken. Um, happening in Santiago and so and you know we had a few times in our like we had a bit of spare time in our schedule uh to you know if anyone wanted to say a few words because a lot of people were feeling rather distressed and exasperated so you know and we had a lot of few people that weren't necessarily um officially said to talk uh to come up and say a few things which we thought okay yeah fine that's fantastic and then out of the blue when we had to move on um he was rather aggressive towards um, my colleague and myself, and out of um, and because he was so insistent that he had to say something, we let him say something because we cannot, you know, uh, control or necessarily censor what people had to say. But we had on no, we had no expectation that those were the sorts of words he was going to say. In all honesty, I cannot comment on necessarily what he says is true or not, but I am very skeptical. Um, and I sincerely hope, and I think I'll speak on behalf of my group as well, that that is not the case. We want to do this as specifically as possible because the last thing we want, most of the people are already traumatised from the 1973 coup d'etat, and the last thing we want is a repeat of what has occurred. A lot of the um, events that have happened is reflecting a lot of what has happened, and people are very concerned and very... I guess fearful of history literally repeating itself. A lot of it has in some respects in terms of the sheer force and the brutality that is being um, encountered by not only military police, but like the police and the military personnel. So I cannot say with good knowledge that that is a sound thing. I honestly think it was just for him to say something and to sort of distract the purpose of the demonstration, but I cannot say with confidence whether or not those allegations are true or not. But my personal opinion is that that's just a lot of air, hot air, and I wouldn't personally think of it because there has been no other suggestion to indicate otherwise that that is what is going to happen at the moment. There's been a lot of work in Congress and talking about um, having a, a General Assembly at the moment to impeach Piñera and you know, the process is quite slow, but it appears to be the case. 
El derecho de vivir sin miedo en nuestro país. En conciencia y unidad con toda la humanidad. Ningún cañón borrará el surco de la hermandad. It's a Victor Harris song. He lost his life in the stadium in Santiago in 1973 during the coup. Sung there by a beautiful compilation of singers, um, Chilenos Unidos in Voz, so Chileans United in Voice, 
Let's go back now to the interview with Yari about Chile woke up. The last thing we want as a group of people is more blood on the streets and more loss in terms of our compatriots in general. It appeared to me, listening to what you say there and watching the man, he was clearly conflicted, um, and why wouldn't he be? But the the other thing about it was he said early in his talk, if I understood him correctly, that he had be, not been in Chile for a long time, that he'd actually yeah. been here in Australia for quite a while. So any of the contacts that he may have had with the military may, you know, on the passage of time, you wouldn't, because you don't know the circumstances, but the passage of time is such that you wouldn't think he had really that level of contact. Power, no. Yeah, to know. And I would have to agree, because um, that's why we don't, we didn't necessarily take his comments as seriously as we could have, given that he has been here for a long time. Um, and, you know, there in within the Chilean community, we do know that there are some people that are, um, hold extreme white views at the same time, and we don't want to dismiss them, but at the same time, given that he has been here for a long time, we sort of discredited his what his statement, but, you know, didn't want to censor him in that sort of regard. Yeah. Um. I mean, real solidarity with Chile. Chile has a, a long history here in Australia and, and also in Brisbane. And um, in that time, you know, people such as he or, or others who might hold right-wing views, they they don't surface in the times no. when when you have uh, Chile Solidarity uh, organising cultural events, organising political information and that sort of thing. And I, I noticed that there has been a change, of course, over the years, as you would expect, but in the early times when uh, Solidarity with Chile was uh, quite strong because the coup was so so close in time that the people who were organising, they organised in a different way to you. The the actual, it, it was very largely dominated by men and I noticed that this time uh, in these events that with the Chile Desperto, the, the, that, you know, women are, are really a force and, <laughs> um, and it, it, it's sort of a... It's quite a change that you you notice that, and and therefore, the character of the rally itself changed as a result of that. And you know, you made a call for people to bring their pots and pans, which previously in previous times would have been associated with right wing demonstrations. You know, the middle class yeah. in Chile, uh, also in uh, Venezuela, and even in Cuba, that um, that that was how it was done. But this sort of it had a resonance there where people, it became a musical event almost. Yes, um, that's the thing, uh, which, I mean, is very interesting because even, like, the symbolism of a lot of the political, shall we say, characters and even certain items has transformed with this time, like, over time. At the moment, like, it's become, the situation as it is now, it, it sort of transcends all political structures class structures and people's identities, that the pot itself has become more of a symbol of the people, at least in the Chilean context. Um, and people have just pot using it as, like, it's the most um, domestic item. It's in every home. The pot represents the family. It represents, you know, abundance. It represents full tummies and everything and prosperity. And the fact that people are very disgruntled and dissatisfied with what's happened, you know, and it starts at the home. And uh, people are... 
well, in the current situation and in the current circumstances in the system, is that people are working like for 45 hours plus for a miserable wage. They take two hours to travel to work and back. By the time families, families don't have family time anymore. It's really non-existence. It's literally a luxury. Parents go to work and they see come home when the children are already asleep. So, you know, the whole, you know, family unit and the, the destruction in, within the private sphere, not just in, like, you know, policy and in terms of family structure has also affected it significantly. And women obviously have a lot of responsibility, not just with the family, but, you know, also working, you know, with the changes of... Um, the changes of society, more or less, because they're also working and some are also studying, working and being parents. So it's just the pot, it sort of embodies all of that and sort of just saying, well, how are we going to feed our families? How are we going to support the family? How can we keep the family together whilst also resisting? And sort of it's just like a very passive way. And, you know, through art and music was sort of just a way to sort of openly denounce the violent structures that and oppressive structures that are basically... Um, coming and stemming from, you know, the, the the days of the dictatorship and very masculine. I mean, it's not. It's, I'm not trying to make this about, a, it's not a feminist movement, but at the moment it's a lot of the women that are sort of leading this on and just showing a different, a different way, I guess, of resisting the current system whilst also, you know, stru- you know, trying to fight the struggle and get to what we were, what we want to be. Women are more actively engaged, the more... Um, they're becoming more actively engaged because we just want a better future. We're just so sick and tired of things remaining the same, and we care for our families, we care for our elderly, we care for our children, we care for our families, you know, cousins, extended families, friends, neighbours. So, you know, um, traditionally we are still the ones responsible for the home, and everything starts at the home, you know, in that sort of context, and to spread that within wider society is more or less... Yeah, I guess where where I think where this comes from, and it's it's nice to see women becoming more actively engaged and wanting to fight in the most specific way possible. If that makes sense. You're on the paradigm shift. We're talking here with Yari from Chile Desperto. Chile woke up about organising solidarity with Chileans who have been. Uh, going through a crisis in their country at the moment. So let's go back to that now with... Uh, As I understand it, Jari, you, you're of uh, Mapuche blood and that... Um, uh, is that right? Yeah. Or? Yes, um, I have a heritage, uh, Mapuche heritage, but it's very... Um, due to colonisation, I cannot speak the language, so it's a very distant connection. But yes, there is a heritage there that... I mean, probably more people have a better connection to the culture than I, but yes, I am of a Mapuche descent. That uh, resistance struggle has gone on for 500 years. And of course, yes. we, we have in a, 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 a time on the calendar which is of significance to all Chileans, but particularly to Mapuche living in the south. Uh, when that is, I'm talking about the Chile 9-11, and they um, they have been really carrying on a, a rearguard action, trying to save their land, and they still are caught both w- with um, force, like from jungle squads, from the military killing their leaders. Uh, a whole lot of yeah. things are happening there that have been ongoing and and almost transparent to the international media. You don't hear about it very much, so. 
I was wondering what, how do you, in your organising, how do you actually bring all the elements together and, you know, put on um, political and cultural events and and could you describe what kind of events, events you are trying to, to put on? Yes. Um, well, look, uh, obviously, you know, the, the struggle of the Mapuche people, as you have said, has been happening for centuries, literally since colonization, and they have never voices been heard. This has been quite the realization. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's still a lot of work to do, and who knows how things will end up given the current situation, but people have starting to realize that everything that has been said against the Mapuche people, even in recent times, you know, that they're terrorists and they're vandals, people are starting to realize the truth, that the media is saying these lies. And you'll find that, at least with here in the Brisbane community and a lot of my contacts back home, are very, uh, you know, uh, in solidarity with the Mapuche movement and actually are agreeing that they should have more acknowledgement and, you know, have their lands returned and stolen and that a lot of people are actually outraged, you know, from the assassination of um, that Mapuche leader that has, you know, that we've been thinking for for a while. I guess this was just the right time. Like, everything just sort of boiled over together. Like, the, the, the outrage was just so much. It just kind of exploded into something that it just it just didn't become of it wasn't it was just those 30 pesos that just triggered everything into like an avalanche of things of all the things that have just been completely wrong and unjust about the entire Chilean system and that is inclusive of the Mapuche movement which is just like you know we within mainstream media at least it's like we understand your struggle now we understand what this is about and you know it's not fair that this is happening to any of us because they're not just taking your lands they're taking our water they're taking our dignity they're taking our lives well, you know, in the most indirect way possible, and enough is enough. Um, and I guess, you know, like, really, like, we weren't expecting, you know, as the events unfolded, I think people were very anxious and desperate to, they wanted to do something because we couldn't go back home feeling helpless, being at a distance. We're like, we should be there with them. That, you know, that survivor's guilt that one gets when seeing, oh, my God, my family, my friends, our compatriots are really having a really bad time right now, and here I am in a relatively peaceful society, and I can't do anything about it. So it was just really like a spontaneous thing that just grew that I organized thinking, you know, just feel like we were doing something. And, it, um, you know, it's where just it's myself and a few other young Chileans that just came together one night saying, let's just do something, and it just came together. A lot of um, them have, like, art backgrounds and stuff, like very musical, because music has always been part of sort of like the protest and sort of just give it our own personal cultural flavour because art, in a way, is a form of critic, is a form of criticism. It's, art is political. Art, you can make art that is inherently political but while also making very inclusive and culturally... It, it, art is a very creative way to not only teach culture but it's also very political in the way... You can spread political messages. You can give opinions in a very artistic way. And it's also very engaging and um, inclusive. And I think that's what makes this so wonderful. At least in my opinion, I think that's what makes it, what made the last reality a relatively success because it was about being proud of being Chilean and being proud of our national identity while also recognizing the, the horrible things that are happening. And being able to embrace culture and use that as a weapon itself for resistance is, is amazing because it's, it's about our cultural struggle. It's our cultural history. We, as Mapuche people as well, you know, we have a long history of resistance and struggle and that this is just another one of those points in history that we are a resilient people 
and you know, and we will continue fighting and do whatever it takes to make sure our dignity is restored and try and have a better uh, Chile that we all desire. So future events, so hopefully um, we've just been approved on the 9th of November, we're having another demonstration, another Pacific rally. So if anyone is interested at Radcliffe Place, we are happy from about 3.30 onwards, we will be having another uh, solidarity protest. And at the end of it, it is hope we'll have like a theatrical performance, which is talking about more or less about the history um, it, it's about what's happening, but it's also going to highlight, you know, the last 500 years of struggle and the different, I guess, what we believe are the main milestones of historical events that has led to the events to today. Um, um, nothing is also set in stone, but we're also thinking of maybe having penas, which the community is more than welcome to come along and, you know, just to have, uh, you know, exchange, you know, appreciate Chilean culture and have um, those sort of conversations of what... Um, of what's happening at the moment and how the Australian community can support us at a distance, really. Um, and we'd like to invite anyone who is upset by what's, what they've been seeing or if they just want to have more information about what's happening, you're more than welcome to join us on the 9th of November and follow us on our Facebook page and Instagram page for more information because we are also, like, we're going to try to do more uh, cultural events that are related to this in solidarity. You mentioned uh, Pena there. Um, what song would you like me to play on the show to accompany this interview? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, oh, there's so many that I don't know. I think the Derecho de Viven Pass has been a very, um, has been a, one, one of the main songs of the movement. So either that or even El Pueblo Unido, because a lot of people have been chanting that. And one of the songs from the Prisionero from the 80s. So I, I actually have no preference as to what What was song. the first one you mentioned? Yeah. I didn't pick it up. Uh, El Derecho to, vivir in, uh, to Live in Peace by Victor Jara. There has been a new version, though. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen it. By all various uh, modern artists have, been, um, have, have used it and sort of reinvented it for the current um, situation. Have you oh, seen okay. it? I've I've seen an Inti Germani version and yeah. Iapu and uh, but I haven't I haven't seen a more modern than Inti Germani. Sort okay, of. so if you, well, I invite you to look. It's just various Chilean artists. Yeah. They're singing El Derecho de Vivir en Paz, but they've changed the words slightly to make it more relevant to the current movement and that's happening in Chile. And it's just various, um, yeah, various Chilean artists. Which, if you want, you're welcome to play that. But I'm. I have no preference. You're welcome to Good. play whatever it is that you want. Is there anything so, yeah. you'd like to add? Um, no, just thank you so much for your time and for actually listening. Again, I don't, you know, we're just really just a new sort of group of people and we're still trying to find our feet. So the fact that people have been rather patient and still very um, interested in what we have to say and what we are trying to do for the Chilean people is very humbling um, and we hope that you can join us in future events and just um, hopefully together find a solution and keep struggling for the people, well, for my people back home. Um, and thank you very much. Um, you know, any assistance, whether creative or um, feedback is appreciated. That's Great. all I can really say. <laughs> Good. Thank Good you, luck. Ian. Good on
that's Luda Junction uh, with uh, taking to the music. Um, it, actually, uh, Shani Forrester from that band is appearing tonight at Foco Nuevo, which is on at Carilpa Hall beginning at 7. This week is going, this weekend is going to be a big celebration of, um, of singers for, of uh, Spanish and uh, it's beginning tonight on Foco Nuevo and then tomorrow night uh, at Carilpa Hall as well with uh, a lot of uh, Spanish-speaking singers coming out and, and singing. So it's sort of all fitted in together with the theme of today's show, which was uh, El Pueblo Unido Amasara Vincida, which was the song that came before and before the last song. That, that was uh, a song by Inti Germani, um, El Pueblo Unido Amasara Vincida. So... We've only got, only got 10 minutes left on the paradigm shift and I just wanted to um, briefly spend that time taking you to a scene in Melbourne where we've had some of the most violent police action in recent times against people peacefully protesting outside um, an international mining and resource council meeting there and... The blockade IMARC is, is what it is called, representing a range of different environmental, socialist and other groups where they've been subjected to battening, the, um, the being trodden on by horses, being corralled, being snatched from public view and beaten up inside the, uh, the conference venue. And uh, I'd just like to go now to a Wiradjuri man outside that conference. The sound, I warn you, is not great, but he makes some very interesting and valid points. Let's go there now. Uh, I'm from Wiradjuri country. Uh, I have been living in New South Wales and North New South Wales for the last 10 years. Recently, a group of us... Um, Ordinary people have had to start delivering water to communities up in Walgett, Narrabri. This is the area where you've seen all the fish kills. Mining up there has drastically dropped the water table, has destroyed the raw water system, has polluted the water system, heavy metals due to mining. Uh, that's why I'm here. There's a lot of companies that are directly responsible for that environmental abuse and who are driving climate change. Uh, we're in this building, spruiking their sort of uh, business models and business as usual over the last three days. They were running workshops on how to better improve their brand image, um, workshops on how to expand through Latin America. We've already seen mass uh, genocide and displacement of the Mapuche um, people. Um, so the idea of mining and uh, its displacing and killing Indigenous people the world over is um, is the common story. It's been happening for a long time. So that's why I was here over the last three days. Um, the police brutality was really full on. Uh, the police escalated from the get-go um, with their snatch squads coming out into the crowd and beating people up and dragging them behind closed doors um, and then beating them up again. And that was my experience on Tuesday morning, getting snatched by the police when I was standing well back down here, um, dragged inside 
and then head purposely slams against walls and doors. Out of the public view, body cams turned off. No one stepped in. That's my experience this week. It's uh, the violence of mining in general, the violence of mining, destroying basic human necessity like fresh water, fresh water to kids, fresh water to families. That's why we've had to deliver water out to Walgett. Also, I grew up in places like Port Macquarie, which is on fire right now. Um, homes have been lost over the last couple of days. So in mid-north coast of New South Wales. The fire also threatens the fresh water sources there, dams, um, with ash flowing into the dams. So people talk about climate change like it's not, like it's some sort of abstract. For me, with the water issues, with the issues around fire, so we're talking like water and shelter, homes being destroyed and fresh water being affected. This is not an abstract issue anymore. This is, this is direct. I've been dealing with it directly for the last two years like delivering water. Um, so I guess that's my message um, to everyone, is that the violence of mining is is the business as usual for them. Um, and that's why I came over the last three days. Just your experience, you say mining, how did I just didn't have the right, very obvious flashing red recording. We are charged for this. Uh, I was uh, arrested, yes. Were you charged with anything? Uh, charged with uh, obstructing a emergency entrance. And did you, uh, do you have to face court or what's the case? I will have to face court, but these are loose charges. I mean, we saw so many people arrested over the three days um, with fa like fairly frivolous charges, um, with police running into the crowd and then charging people with. Um, assault police and resist arrest. Um, stuff like, you know, contravene order when you can't really hear an order in a crowd. Um, we've, we've seen mass um, police misconduct over the last three days. Yeah, uh, most of the marks on my face are from the result of being behind these closed doors and being roughed up by police. Do you accept, though, that there are people I mean, talking about rights is an issue of scale, right? Do, do people have rights to clean drinking water? What do you think? Do people have rights to uh, their homes not being on fire? I think this. I think the question um, poses a uh, a ridiculous sense of scale. So, um, I don't believe that mining companies uh, have the right to push out their propaganda and run conferences revolving around brand washing and green washing when they are wholesale destroying the environment. So considering the damage and you save money. I think we'll leave it there. Tim responding to some pretty inane uh, questions from the media. Don't people have a right to water? And uh, that in Wiradjuri country where he comes from is extremely prevalent problem at the moment. I've just been on a drive through that country in the Piligo Forest where I've seen the communities have suffering at the hands of bushfire, lack of water and the impending opening up of even more coal mines. And uh, so they're fighting a rear guard action and the police in Victoria have responded at the wishes of the Resources Council 
and all of those companies that we know so well, uh, BHP, guilty of genocide in uh, Brazil. Uh, we have our own homegrown Soul Gold, which we featured about how they're trying to destroy the rainforest in Ecuador. Um, we had Rebecca Hayden on the show not long ago. So those mining companies have a lot to answer for. Anyway, that's it for the paradigm shift today. We're going to go out with a Jumping Fences song. I play it because they'll be playing tonight at Foco Nuevo and they're leading the uh, the festival of Spanish singing uh, this weekend at uh, Carulpa Hall. So get along tonight or tomorrow night if you get a chance and uh, listen to the great lineup that they've got. This is uh, um, Distancia y Latido. Bye now.
esperar Haces distancia, pongo latido Desde que apareciste